brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Whack Brackets, the podcast that not only rolls with the fatness, but knows exactly where the other half is. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm very lucky to have on a couple of guys from what I would consider an educational podcast, but they think it's random. I find it fascinating. They're very intellectual guys, much smarter than me. I think you're really going to enjoy this. And this episode's also one where we're doing something a little bit different. The strategy's the same, but the topics are a little different, and I chose it because I think these guys can pull it off. But I got June and Tad from the Puzzled Minds podcast, and if you want to introduce yourself in your podcast, now's the time to do it. Thanks, Mike. Um, so I'm June. I'm one half of Puzzle Mind podcast. Um, our slogan, I think, is just, you know, we kind of help piece together those 2 a.m. thoughts. And so we kind of have a wide range of a topics. Um, we kind of go through the alphabet, A through Z, and, you know, whatever letter that we pick, it kind of corresponds to the topic that we that we do. And it's not in order, so we don't go from like A to B to C. It's it'd be A to F to Z to, to Q. You know, last week we did B for body positivity. And next week, uh, this is a whack bracket exclusive. Um, it'll be simulation theory. Ooh, yeah. I, I do a little bit of simulation on the side. I won't I won't bore people with what I do on the side. But with that said, um, do you want to add anything, Tad? Or you want me to just jump right in? I guess, you know, we have a, um, a giveaway that we're doing or we're going to announce tomorrow. Again, another whack, whack bracket exclusive, <laughs> um, depending on whenever this is uploaded. But um, we're going to have some, some stickers that we're going to give away that with our logo on it and um, a, t- a free T-shirt, a tie-dye T-shirt that one of our friends um, that she makes. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, that's real cool. This podcast actually is going to go out Monday. So if you guys haven't given away all the good swag by Monday, my listeners are are in for a treat. Otherwise, they're going to go there and they'll be like, they gave all the stuff away oh, and then no, I'm going to no. get hate mail. No, but I, good. I probably won't get any more hate mail than I normally get, so that's good. <laughs> but anyway, I'll explain real quick what the whack brackets are and we'll move on. Pretty much what happens is we bracket things off in a typical bracket contest, but we change the question every round. So for instance, if we were to do a whack bracket, and we're not doing it on this episode, but if we were to do insects, uh, one of the questions may be, a cricket versus a worm, which is more uncomfortable to shove up your nose? Probably a worm would be my guess, but I won't go into the details on that. You guys have an opinion? I'm going to assume the worm just because of the way that it moves. I'm going to yeah. assume that, you know, it, yeah, I guess it just moves in a weird way that it'll be kind of be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to go with the worm because, man, the logistics of shoving a cricket up your nose, I should get crunched up in there. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I, I already don't like that. So <laughs> if I have to, go with the worm. <laughs> All right. So then what we would do is the next round, those guys would advance and the worm would advance to the next round. And he may face, let me think, anybody got an insect we can throw out here? Dung beetle. Dung beetle. Okay, there we go. 
a dung beetle. We'll make this one simple. Which is more likely to be seen on a dog turd? And it would probably mm. be a dung beetle would be my guess. Yeah, I'm a, yeah that's a pretty yeah. good chance. Yeah, if that dung beetle can advance in the first round, he's got it made in the second round. But we don't know because we're not sure if he's going to advance because we don't know the first question. Long story short, that's the quick and dirty explanation. But this whack bracket, like I mentioned, is going to be a little different than some of the ones we've done. This one's going to be a little more cerebral. So what we're actually going to talk about is instead of things, we're going to talk about experiences. So things that people may have experienced or things that theoretically they could experience. And like I said, these guys are kind of experts on coming up with some real strategies and things and really talking in great detail about things. And so I kind of I made this black bracket especially for them, and I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. So if you guys are ready, I'm ready to spill it. Let's, go, Let's get it. All righty. This one is question one. More likely to leave you feeling hung over after experiencing it. Would it be time travel? Or would it be an alien abduction? And I'll let you start out, John. So I thought about this for a little bit. I guess time travel, you don't, you know, I guess you would be discombobulated going through whatever you have to go through. But alien abduction always has like a negative connotation. You know, it's always about probing or something like that. And, you know, we don't really know what the side effects of a probing could be. You know, maybe aliens could be nice. They could offer us some whatever, some space stuff. But with that being said, I think alien abduction, I think, would still be my hungover thing because we don't really know what aliens could do and what their side effects are. So I, I'm going to go with alien probing. You've got one, Ted? Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go with time travel, actually, because time travel, like, I always picture time travel, like, being in, like, a car that's driving really fast, and then you look outside and everything's a blur. And I figure, like, imagine looking at that, and then all of a sudden it stops abruptly, and then you're in, like, the 1940s. Or it stops abruptly, and then all of a sudden you're in, like, you know, feudal Japan. Alien abduction just seems like, I always picture it, me just randomly chilling, like, I'm on the bed, park bench, whatever, you know, drinking some coffee, and all of a sudden I start floating. And I immediately know what's going on. I'm like, ah, damn it. Of course it's me. I'm floating, and I just <laughs> zoom into a ship, and that's it. I think I'd accept it pretty quickly versus time travel. Right. I'd be like, what the hell is going on? Why is Benjamin freaking outside with a kite stretched to a string and he just got electrocuted? What just happened? So I'm going to go with time travel. I think that's going to probably wreck me more. Okay, you know what? It's uh, funny because I rarely get put on the spot this quickly in a podcast. So usually you throw a random answer out because a lot of times my guests agree. So now we've got uh, two people disagreeing. So now I actually have to break the tie here. Sorry about that. But, yeah, I'll give a little bit of backstory about time travel, of course. They say that kind of the way time travel may work is through wormholes. We don't know what would happen through a wormhole. There's also some theory that I'm pretty sure that if it's not just wormholes, you have to get going near the speed of light. It seems like that's something that would really wreck you if you were going at the speed of light. And I think even normal space travel has kind of a weird effect on the travelers, but especially when you're going that fast. I think Back to the Future totally lied to me. I thought you could just hop in a souped up car and get hit with lightning and go back and McFly's fine. But my opinion is, is you're going to feel something, and especially because there's exotic matter that nobody quite knows what that is. So there's definitely going to be something involved there. Alien abduction, back to June's point. Alien abduction, the thing is about it is, as June mentioned, we're not sure why they're here. He mentioned even that they may just be giving away things. For all I know, maybe they've got 
a podcast and they're giving away swag like our podcasters today. So it's possible they just came in trying to hook up with Tad and June and being like, hey guys, can we get some of that cool swag that we heard about on Whack Brackets? And they're going to be like, here you go. <laughs> so you really don't know why the alien's there. I think if they do the gratuitous anal probe, you are going to have a hangover effect because there's a drug involved, most likely, Ooh. we hope. Or fingers. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, if there is fingers involved, hopefully there's a drug involved. <laughs> 20, some people are getting probed for free, guys. So let's keep it mind. <laughs> With that said, I really do believe that the near light speed and whatever wormhole is, whatever exotic matter is, I think I'm going to lean with the time travel. So I agree with Tad on this one. I'm going to go with time travel. Yeah, yeah I think you just canceled our podcast, Mike. I think uh, John and I are spe- specifically going our separate ways now. No more Pokemon <laughs> podcasts. Well, if you guys want to be on here all the time, I'll just have you on. I'll separate you, though, because I know there might be something. I don't want you guys upset at each other, and I'm, I apologize I did that. I'm not a nice host. So anyway, that said, time travel has advanced. On to the winner of this whack bracket question. And this one, also kind of theoretical, more memorable experience if it actually occurred to you. Would it be a near-death experience, or would it be a ghost encounter? And I'll let Tad start out this time. So this is going to be a strange one, but I think a near-death experience is going to be the one I'm going to go with because I've only had one in my life. And I remember it distinctly. This was when I was in high school, sophomore year. Well, not sophomore, actually junior year high school. I was in upstate New York, and I remember specifically, don't ask me why, but there was it was me and a couple of my friends, and we're all like kind of like went around in front of my house. And I remember this girl had just got in a car. And for whatever reason, I was, I'm really obsessed with car chase scenes from like the Bourne movies. I'm always like, if someone jumps on a hood, and they're going like 60. Like, what does that feel like? Like the anxiety. For whatever reason, hopped in this girl's hood. She kind of floored it. And I remember oh. being, my hands are slipping. It obviously wasn't going like 40 miles or 50, 60 miles an hour. It was going fast enough for me to almost create, like shit in my pants. So I, <laughs> I, remember, I remember when she kind of slowed down, my hands slid. And you tend to think that like, when I put my feet on the ground, I would slide underneath the car. But actually, I just started backpedaling like almost at the same rate in which she breaks. And I remember flying. And it was one of those things where I was like, dude, like that could have been it. Like, what if I just put my I put my feet on the ground and I just went underneath, underneath the car? That yeah. was it. But I still get anxiety just thinking about it because I remember that feeling I had when my feet hit the ground. I was like backpedaling. I'm like, I have no control of the situation. And I've never had a ghost encounter, but I feel like ghost encounters, I don't know if they would change me. It'd just be like, oh, well, that was weird. And that'd yeah. be it. And I just keep on moving. So I'm yeah. going to go with near-death experience. Okay. June, what you thinking? All right. So my near-death experience isn't as intricate as Tad's. You know, the closest thing I've gotten to that was riding a roller coaster. I don't really do stuff like that. And roller coasters are kind of like a near-death experience to me. But I'm going to go with ghost encounters. And this is only for me personally. The reason why I say that is because ghosts have like a connotation of being negative. Sometimes it could be positive, like a positive ghost that just follows you everywhere, but doesn't do anything. But for me, at least when, a, when something like that happens, like if I watch a scary movie, I can't get that out of my head. Like I'll always look in the closet to see if there's a ghost in there or underneath the bed or whatever that is. And just something like that I don't know if it exists or not is for me, it's going to be there all the time. It's just going to be on my mind all the time whenever I'm in that certain situation. All right, so we, I'm, I'm having to split you guys again. This is this is making my life miserable over here. I'm loving Sorry it. About that. Sorry loving about to that. hate it and hating to love it. So this is great. <laughs> Normally, like I said, I don't always get this much uh, diversity, I guess, so mm-hmm. in, in the answers. So this is great. So I'm going to give you a couple of them here. As we know, with near-death experiences, they can lead to things like more spirituality or 
some people think they're actually an old memory or kind of a some other fake dream, I guess, false memory. You know, I guess from that, the near-death experience. Now, Taz's near-death experience was actually a real near-death experience. Mm-hmm. And he was going Fred Flintstone style with yeah. behind the car, which <laughs> is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that would probably freak me out. I, you know what, Tad? I'm going to tell you one where I literally almost died, and this was not my fault. I was in a garage. I used to play music. And there was a guy, he, he used to play drums for me, but he was standing beside me for this day. For some reason, he was there. We were trying out singers. My dad was hauling one of those big like 100-pound fans or something on a rope right over my head, and it's swinging. He's trying to pull it up into the attic. And Scott looked up and he said, Mike, you may want to move. And half a second after I move. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That rope broke, and it blew my pedal board into like a million pieces. And it freaked me the hell out. I've never yelled at my... I've yelled at my... my, I don't think I've ever even yelled at my dad, but I literally cussed him out for about 10 minutes because I was totally freaked out. And he looked over the edge as I'm cussing at him. He, He just says... Sorry, <laughs> you almost <laughs> killed me. <laughs> so needless to say, I, I'd forgotten about that because when I was thinking near-death experience, I was thinking totally like seeing into the light, which I'm not sure yeah, I believe all that. Um, as a ghost encounter, it's actually similar in this regard to an alien abduction. It's going to depend on what the ghost does. If he's a shadow, that doesn't concern me. If he pops my dog in the microwave and does something with my girl, <laughs> that's going to be problematic. I'm going to remember that. I mean, for all we know, this could be a, an alien ghost, and he's going full anal probe on you, and that would be super weird. It's like two times in a row now. It's like you get him probed. Spirit bands? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, you know, it, it just seems like bad things happen to the same person sometimes. Yeah, so it's really unfortunate. <laughs> so so with that said, oh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to think. Your answer wise, Mike. This might be my last question. you know with that said i honestly even though that near-death experience happened to me and it was a legitimate much like tad's a near-death experience i really don't think about that a lot so i'm going to go with a ghost encounter because much like june i can watch saw movies and laugh i can watch like surgeries and it doesn't bother me but for some reason ghosts freak me the hell out Mm -hmm. and i think if i encountered a ghost Especially considering that, like, ghosts could be anywhere, but especially if you encountered a ghost in your house, you're then you're like, shit, this guy's always here. And then it's literally going to be in the back of your mind the entire time you're at home. Mm. You're not going to get any relaxation. So I am going to, this one was tough. This may be one of the toughest answers I've had to give, but I think I'm going to lean towards ghost encounter on this one. 
and with that, I'm still in this in this bracket. So <laughs> Kevin hasn't left the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good. So I'm, I'm keeping you guys from coming to fisticuffs. So this is great. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> so that being said, the third question is actually something that could happen, but it's an experience someone could have. The other ones I'm not saying couldn't happen, but mm. questionable, whatever. A near-death experience could, but that's a different story because we went at it from a different angle. But the third one is this. Which is more likely to kill you? Would it be discovering an Egyptian tomb? Or would it be beating Joey Chestnut in a hot dog eating contest? All right. Uh, damn. See, I'm going to have to think about this one for a little bit. But all right. So my, I'm going to go with my gut reaction. And it's the Egyptian tomb. Okay. Not the Egyptian tomb. The contest one, I think the worst case scenario is either like the most violent diarrhea you've ever received. Or you probably just get constipated and just literally just turn into a mountain feces. But... Well, the Egyptian tomb thing, I've heard stories about, I think it's King Tut's tomb or one of these, you know, famous pharaohs that mm-hmm. it's not beyond it being booby trapped. It's about like curses and stuff happening mm-hmm. afterwards. Like even archaeologists that have come out of it, gotten like very sick and fallen like gravely ill and things like that. And I just feel like it always goes, it's, it's the same mindset I have for Ouija board. I don't necessarily know if anything bad will happen will messing with it, but I'd rather not find out. So if I walked into a tomb and I'm just like, yo, this thing's been undisturbed for thousands of years, I'm going to leave it that way rather than be that one guy who's like, oh, yeah, bro, I'm just going to knock on this tomb and open the, and open up the doors and, oh, there's a giant mummy there. Okay, I'm just go back to the office now. Like, no, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and admire it from afar and go about my day versus okay. the hot dog eating contest. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to die from it. I mean, like, I don't I like Spanish food, so I live the diarrhea life anyway, so... <laughs> Oh, by the way, I'm Tad, don't don't probe the mummy, buddy. You know, <laughs> somebody's got to get probed other than me, and that mummy is going to get it. So <laughs> fair game. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Egyptian tomb. Okay, June, what do you think? So this is this is a, a really hard one because going off of off of uh, Tad's point, you know, with we always hear that these Egyptian tombs, you know, they're they're booby trapped and the whole curses, and it's kind of like what is it schrodinger's cat where you know you don't know until you actually until you actually do it until you actually go to, into the Egyptian tomb mm-hmm. but i actually learned this like recently and I, got, I don't know why why it came up but hot dogs are like the number one choking hazard oh so and you know when i found that out, i i thought about it i was like why haven't any of these contestants in here that have done the, this hot dog eating contest how has no one choked I think it's because of the water that makes it slide down, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. This is this is this is actually a hard one because Dude, if you one die is from a dog. That's just natural selection. <laughs> <laughs> one is proven to be the number one killer versus I don't want to say skeptical, but unproven. I'm gonna have to go with like facts. Like as much as I really want to come with like the the Egyptian tomb because I think that would be a cool way to die. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with hot dog. That's fair. And so I have to break it again. <laughs> this Sorry. is rough on me. That's all right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to give you a, a little bit because I, I tried to do a little research on this. Uh, George Herbert's the guy that actually was, he funded going into King Tut's tomb. And he was the fifth Earl of Carnavan, which I don't know exactly what that is. But apparently this guy had some cabbage on him. And he thought, they originally thought that he was a victim of a curse. But come to find out, the guy was really pretty unhealthy to begin with. And he died 
of a mosquito disease, some sort of the mosquito bit him in the cheek and he died. So I won't say that completely debunked the curse. Mosquito probe is what it sounds like. <laughs> See, everybody's getting probed in this podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, so with that said, um, now I'm losing my train of thought. With that said, it, that was kind of debunked. But the one thing that is brought up is the traps. And those things are real. Uh, in Amenhotep's tomb, when they went in, there was actually a false floor and a large kind of deep, dangerous pit that people would fall into. I think they even said that the, the locals knew about it, and they would go reset this trap to, when more people wow. came along because you shouldn't <laughs> screw this up. I'm pretty sure that's, that's true. I'd have to double-check. That's cool. Um, yeah, but there's um, also falling rocks, and you think that's mm -hmm. gratuitous from Indiana Jones with the rolling rock. I'm not sure if it's a rolling rock, but it's more probably falling on top of your head from the ceiling. But the one that I found to be most interesting was the Red Queen of Plank. Apparently, they painted her red, and this paint was toxic. Mm. So it was intended to kill people. So traps really do exist in these, whether or not curses do or not. As far as the hot dog eating contest, 75, that's a hell of a lot of hot dogs. And you can get, uh, I'm assuming that he's going to at least, if you defeat him in that contest, it's going to be close to 75. He may, mm. only, he may only guzzle down 71, but it's still going to be a struggle. Um, mm. The water helps, but there are real legitimate problems that these competitive eaters can have. They can have gastric ruptures. Uh, they can get low sodium, which leads to seizures. There's also something called aspiration pneumonia that they cause that can be caused from, from competitive eating. And these guys legitimately train. And I think, I think it was Matt Stoney, actually one of the few guys that oh, beat yeah, Joey Matt Chestnut. Stoney. I think he was injured for a while and they don't really talk about it, but these guys do train. There have been a handful of deaths, none in Nathan's, but there have been a handful of deaths based on this kind of competitive eating. Uh, choking, surprisingly, if I recall, maybe isn't wasn't one of them. That being said, hot dogs are more likely to kill someone because I think more people are likely to at least try to participate in a hot mm -hmm. dog eating contest. Defeating Joey Chestnut, mind you, as far as I know, this only happened maybe Kobayashi early on and, and definitely Matt Stoney once. So literally, that's going to be rough to pull off. But that said, if you find an Egyptian tomb, if it's still unfound, maybe it's unfound because they're resetting the traps and the natives are just going and relaying and they're like, ha let's kill another guy that's coming and trying to raid our tombs. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, you know, with this one, I, I think I'm going to lean Egyptian tomb. Mm. I think that's the way I'm going to go. Smart choice, because if you get a seizure from a hot dog, yet again, that's natural selection. <laughs> like, can you imagine trying to explain to somebody, like, oh, what happened to John? Well, he was eating a hot dog the other day. <laughs> he ate 47 hot dogs, and all of a sudden, it's blacked out. Yeah, man, yeah, that's eating that many hot dogs. It's unnatural. That's mm -hmm. insane. So I didn't know where to go with that when I wasn't sure. But yeah, I think, I think at least the tomb is one. And like... Like Tab was saying, if you get killed in an Egyptian tomb and people find out, at least you get a little respect. Mm. No, nobody once died from nobody from out them. eating Joey Chestnut <laughs> on their tombstone. That's... No one's going to mourn you. You're going to we're going to lie about how you died. Yeah. So if this, this were the most embarrassing way to die, this is mm. definitely the hot dog eating contest. But since it's a most likely way to die, I'm going to go with finding an Egyptian tomb. So that said, we've I've now split you guys again. I apologize, but we'll, we'll see if we can make it up here because this one is a dumb one. I apologize. But which one of these would be a better show-off in a dating profile? 
Would it be beating Gary Kasparov at chess, or would it be being closely related to the Pope? When I think of chess players, you know, I'm thinking of someone who is very intelligent, smart, as a planner, has really, you know, qualities that you would love to have. But again, this 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 kind of goes with a whole connotation thing. It depends on who you ask. But right. for the most part, you know, people think of the Pope. Oh, okay, I don't want to say. But essentially, if there are some conspiracy theories that the Vatican might actually be a devil worshiper ground. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Well, I guess I think those are. Do you know what chick tracks are? Enlighten us. Okay, I, I won't go on too big a rant, but when I was a kid, I think they're Pentecostal. They're a little bitty comic, and it was about named, by a guy named Jack. You have to look these up. These uh-huh. really exist. They're called Jack Chick, was his name, and they're these little bitty comic <laughs> books. And the reason that I mention them now, it sounds like I'm coming out of left field with this, but my parents went to a Pentecostal church, or at least my mother did. So mm-hmm. some of these were around my house, and it said in those that the Pope was going to burn in hell because Catholicism was not pure Christianity or something to that effect. So maybe that's related. So I apologize. But yeah, check out Jack Jack Chick and Chick Tracks after this. They're wild. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to check that. At least I will. Um, but going back to the whole like connotation thing, like a lot of people, when you ask about Catholicism, they usually relate it to like child molesters, you know, mm-hmm. like boy child molesters. So with that... With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to go with beating Gary. Okay. All right. That so quickly. Child molesters and <laughs> devil worshippers. I was expecting a dumb answer, but this man just went into a whole episode of Mythbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. That dark fact. Sorry to bring the mood down. <laughs> I'm trying to think. All right. So I'm going to go with the chess. Kind of like what John was saying, that chess is associated, you know, with patience, with intellect, <laughs> with, you know, a skill set. So I'm assuming that if um someone saw my dating profile and saw that I beat, you know, well, I forgot the guy's name, Gary, uh, whatever his name is. I'm assuming that's like Casper's yeah. one of the best in the world, or if not the best. At one time, I think he's dead now. Oh, okay. Well, you know. But I'm assuming that like they would assume that like, okay, this guy must, you know, this guy must be like ridiculously intelligent. We all know that like, you know, intelligence is a, an attractive quality. Right. When it comes to like the Pope, my reasoning reasoning is a little bit different because I just assume that if related to the Pope, if you're not a person like because people associate Christianity with having like being a very you being a very rigid person or you being you know someone that's kind of like i don't know like has has quote unquote you know moral compass 
mm-hmm. if you turn out to just be like a regular dude that's out there like stealing bacon packets from like Walmart, they're gonna be like, this guy's related to the Pope. <laughs> so I feel like you're judged more harshly being related to the Pope just on the basic things you do in your life. So yeah. like, I'd rather not take that criticism. Like if I do some sketchy stuff, I'm like, well, he's just a regular dude. But if I'm related to the Pope and I end up in the news, that's a whole different situation. So I'm going to go with the chess one as well. I've got to know, have you been caught stealing bacon packages, Dad? <laughs> no, it's the most random thing I could think of. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> one. I was, it's I'm not... making another probe joke. I'm like, you know what? That's like three in a row now. It's kind of <laughs> like, switch it up. Yeah, it's getting a little old. So yeah. we went to that well too often. But that being said, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I don't think you'll change oh, your shit. answer, but at least want to throw out my opinion here. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't have to do with how intel it kind of has an, an intelligence factor but i don't think that's going to play well in the dating profile it may play well mm. on like bobby fisher babes.net or something <laughs> where you're finding chess babes who are really turned on by this that being said bobby fisher was a sexist asshole but if people were into it then they're probably turned on by arrogant assholes and that's the problem i have with this uh saying in a dating profile that you beat gary kasparov because it's very braggadocious and I think if it comes up, even when you're dating someone, apparently they wear this on their sleeve as something that they've done and they're very proud of it. But uh, how much tread can you get out of that? That being said, putting your related to the Pope, it's factual, but it's uh, also a little more fun. I think when you go on the first date, especially if you're stealing bacon packages, it's going to be fun to talk about because like you're related to the Pope and then you kind of get some good traction I think that you're more likely to get views. People are going to think you're fake. And then when you show pictures of you with the Pope, it's like, hey, check out the Pope here. You're like, oh, my God, you are his brother. So mm. I think you get some traction with that from a dating profile perspective a lot more than being like, look, I'm smart. I want to tell you I'm smart. You're dating somebody who is not only smart, but a braggart. So just know that going in. So my opinion, at least, I think you get more traction out of being related to the Pope. So, Yeah, so I think I think just... Tad and I are having a negative connotation towards it. And I think that's why. But now I kind of understand where you're coming from in terms of like success with um, dating apps. Yeah, I could I could see that. That makes sense. Okay, but I'm sticking with mine. Are you guys both sticking with your beating Gary Kasparov? I'm still going with it, man. I still think like as much as it's a bragging thing, it's a pretty, it's a pretty random fact. You know, it's at least going to get you get you a foot in the door. How long it lasts, I don't know. But mm. I still think it's a solid Tinder bio quote. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep keep with it, even though I do understand your point of view. All right, that's fair. So I I can respect that. I, I can't always persuade the guests. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. But mm. as I said last episode, stealing from the old David Letterman quote: "It's only an exhibition. It's not a competition. Please, no wagering." So this is all for fun. So I can I can take the L on this one since I've won every one because I've decided them up to this point. It's mm. only fair that I lose one here. <laughs> So with that said, I'm going to recap the first round real quick. More likely to leave you hungover after experiencing it, that would be time travel over an alien abduction. And then secondly, a more memorable experience, we're going to go with a ghost encounter over a near-death experience. More likely to kill you would be discovering an Egyptian tomb over beating Joey Chestnut in a hot dog eating contest. And finally, a better show-off in a dating profile, we went with beating Gary Kasparov in chess over being related to the Pope. So we are ready for round two. Are you guys ready? Yep. Let's get okay. it. Okay. All right. In round two, it will be time travel versus a ghost encounter. More likely to occur at a Dunkin' Donuts. Would it be time travel or would it be a ghost encounter? June, we'll let you start out. I think we have this reoccurring theme about talking about diarrhea, but 
you know, with like Dunkin' Donuts, you know, eating donuts. I don't know if people get a lot of diarrhea or bowel problems in terms of, of eating a lot of Dunkin' Donuts and all the coffee and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, if you were to eat a lot and then you just one day end up in there in Dunkin' Donuts and then you just, you like expire and then your ghost is in Dunkin' Donuts forever. That would be a problem. (laughs) The time travel through time to occur. Oh, well, hmm, you know, I guess now I'm thinking about it. If you take too much caffeine, you could probably think that you're time traveling. Hmm. I'm going to go with ghost encounter. Okay. Tad, do you have an opinion on this? I was hoping John's going to take a little bit longer. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll jump in then. So give you a little longer to think, okay? And time travel versus a ghost encounter. I really did like June's point about dying and potentially being trapped as a ghost inside of Dunkin' Donuts, and that would be problematic. I don't think I've ever known or heard of a corporate business that had a ghost. You hear some of these Mm. like spooky hotels and things, but you rarely hear of of ghosts that encounter these businesses. And any self-respecting ghost isn't going to hang around at a Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) It's it's a terrible place to be on, on the daily. So I'm just not sure about the ghost. That being said, time travel, here's one thing that you could be thinking of because this is a little different and I'm going to approach this from the actual wording of the question because the first question was, you experienced it. This question is more likely to occur at. Mm. So technically, time travel could occur there. And imagine that you liked the Oreo Culotta, which is now expired, and you really wanted one. Well, say somebody went back in time. Or say that somebody makes a time machine in 20 years, and they remember their first whatever's popular Dunkin' Donuts. Say they stop serving those little mini donut holes. Mm. And they're like, oh, man, I really want some of those donut holes. And then you see hopefully not the DeLorean pop back in and, and hopefully it's a wormhole because from what I understand, it's a lot cooler to look at in theory. DeLoreans are for dicks anyway. But but yeah, you go through the, see some guy pop open a wormhole and he gets in line and then he orders a 12 pack of the donuts or the minis and then he takes it back with him to the future and, and makes everybody happy. They're both, let's be honest, unlikely to occur at a Dunkin' Donuts. With that said, I do think the likelihood of time travel at a Dunkin' Donuts would occur more than a ghost encounter. Do we have to assume that people actually go to Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> Somebody does. I guess because what, what is their motto? Uh, America runs on Dunkin'. Is that what it is? <laughs> America <laughs> has the runs from Dunkin'? Is that it? Has ex- explosive diarrhea from Dunkin'. <laughs> so, Tad, you get, to, you get to break the bad news to one of us. All right. I'm t- after hearing both of you guys talk, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, all right. I can't picture any scenario where, because of me being in a Dunkin' Donuts, time traveling occurs. Like, none. Like, I just picture what, maybe me going into the bathroom, coming back outside, and all of a sudden I'm in a different year. Unless the time machine is the bathroom, and I didn't know. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with the ghost encounter, because I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, all right, I know you said the, the whole corporate thing kind of just ruined my, ruined my whole explanation but i'm still going to go with it nonetheless because it's hard to imagine like a corporate ghost the second you throw corporate into it the ghost story sounds so silly like yeah man i was chilling at walmart and this like really welcome this conservative ghost came out of nowhere <laughs> i'm thinking like late at night like abandoned like a dunkin donuts in the middle of you know like bumfuck nowhere kind of thing yeah maybe that would occur so i'm thinking more than likely a ghost in the middle of nowhere would occur rather than me time traveling or a time traveling experience occur at all. Okay. All right. I, I can't argue with that. Your logic's good. June's logic was good. Um, you know, that was just my opinion. But again, just because it's my opinion does not mean it was right. And apparently it was wrong. So with that being said, 
it looks like a ghost encounter is what's most likely to occur at a Dunkin' Donuts. And that is going to go off to the final against the winner of this question. Which one of these would more likely score you an endorsement deal? Finding an Egyptian tomb or beating Gary Kasparov in chess? Yeah, this one, I think this one's a little bit easier for me. I'm going to go with chess. Okay. Because like, I don't see how finding an Egyptian tomb should... Well, actually, hold on a second. I, no, wait, I'm going to pull 180. I'm going to pull a call an audible. Omaha audible. Okay. I'm going to go with actually the Egyptian tomb. And I'm, I bet you guys are like, what the hell is this dude talking about? Why an Egyptian tomb? What skill set is shown by you finding a random tomb? It could show you an adventurer. So you could be that guy that's just known for finding things that are quote unquote unfindable. So you could get an endorsement deal with like one of these like weird TV channels like Spike TV where they like have the most random crap on there. It's like this guy goes around the world and finds stuff that doesn't exist or now exists. Like you could be the guy. But the whole chess thing is like how many how many people are going to sit there and watch you play chess? Like I I know being a world class chess player is no like small feat, but I'm gonna lie. I'm ninety percent of people don't care. Like you know like. You see that guy, man. Like he just totally kicked that guy's ass in chess. And I'm going to be like, great. But if you tell me that you found Atlantis two weeks ago, and now you're about to go down to Sahara to find some other tomb, I'm going to be like, that's cool. When can I, can I come with you? Yeah. That's, that's my answer. Okay. What do you think, June? Yeah, I was at first when you had said beating the, the chess player, I, I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like for the same exact reasons that you had mentioned, you know, like while being you know beating a chess player is no small feat like again you could tell me that and i'd be like uh so what's for dinner like i'd you know that doesn't matter to me but again with the whole discovering the tomb essentially like there's there's more of a a positive um reaction to having something that's unknown you know like i think people are more fascinated with the unknown than the known so that's why you know having that discovering of a tomb is more exciting for people and then it'll bring in views and then it'll help with the brand and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, this is actually going to be a clean sweep. I'm going to try to give Kasparov the, the Kasparov winner a run here, even though I'm honestly voting against him, but I guess maybe you could be online chess games. Your image is on there as, as the face of an online chess game. Or I know that there was a musical called Chess that I think a couple of people from ABBA wrote. Maybe you could be the face of the chess musical. I I really don't have a lot, honestly. But with the Egyptian tomb, if you discover an Egyptian tomb, as June said and and as Tad was was also saying, is that you're looked at as an adventurer. It's more impressive. You may be viewed in a higher regard because you may find something... Beating a good guy in chess is not a big deal. I mean, is a big deal, but not as big a deal as discovering Atlantis, for instance. And Tad was giving out some great examples of things that he could sponsor. I was thinking those little things that help you find your key where you click on it and they they beep or whatever with your... Or yeah, I think you do it from your phone and you find your key because it has a little square thing on it. Yeah, I mean, he he could kind of be pimping for that. But another thing he could pimp for, which I think would sell like hotcakes... Is imagine house slippers shaped like a sphinx. Those would sell like a bitch. So I would totally buy those. And if that guy was selling those, I would give a lot for a nice pair of a, a nice pair of sphinx shaped house slippers. You know how mad I would be if I was like the, I just made the greatest discovery of the 21st century and now I'm selling slippers. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? This is not. This has actually ruined my life. Hey, you know what? My, Michael Jordan sold underwear. And he was, did he really? Yeah, he was a Haynes guy for a while. 
Oh, I, I, I do remember. Um, I thought you meant like he had his own personal. Oh, no. Um, I was going to say, I was like, oh, I did not know that. But yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing something about the, the Hanes. Yeah, thing. I mean, he, he had his own oh, shoes. Yeah. I, you know what? I guarantee if he had his own underwear, somebody <laughs> would buy it. So, not me. But <laughs> nobody wants to see me. And nobody wants to see me without pants on, much less in some sporty, trending <laughs> underwear. That's, that's just going to gross a lot of people up. <laughs> some Calvin Klein's. <laughs> some Jordash, if you recall those. <laughs> I, I warned you at the beginning of this show, I'm not the smartest man, guys. But I know how to put a white bracket together. So You certainly do. This is definitely it's probably one of the funnest things we've ever done. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It's been, been a great podcast, but we're not ready to close out yet. we got one more question. We can't leave without a winner. We could, but that would make me an asshole. And even though I am that, I don't want to do that to my loyal listeners. So we will wrap this up with one final question. One question to rule them all. Which one would be harder to convince a loved one that you'd experienced without actual proof? Would it be a ghost encounter or would it be discovering an Egyptian tomb? Can you, can you explain that one? Sure. Yeah. Imagine that you've got a girlfriend or a boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever, and you're explaining to them, hey, I encountered a ghost. And they're like, can you prove it? And you're like, no, but kind of wording through and explaining maybe the steps versus finding an Egyptian mm-hmm. tomb how would you how would you go about convincing someone without actual oh, okay. proof? I, okay, yeah, my bad. Okay, that makes sense. Oh man, of course we pick the the two that are the hardest ones to to convince someone of. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the tomb on this one, okay? Because you know, if we if we go back to the whole traps and curse, you know, um, maybe you'll have some scars from the from the tombs. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know you might get like a like a disease or a curse that might end up killing you in a few in a few years, yeah, you know. But with like ghosts, I mean, the I feel like the only thing that you can really prove is not really proven, but you you know you might have some. That's about it. Like the again, this is whole kind of like circumstantial. You know, you don't you can't really prove that you were at a tomb unless you took treasure from the tomb which i i highly doubt you would be able to but with that i'm going to go with with tomb. okay so it'd be harder to convince somebody about the tomb discovering the tomb oh harder yeah. to convince sorry see i don't i, I might be uh a six in reading i don't really read, really read. Uh, again i could have proposed um, that wrong but which one would be harder to convince <laughs> somebody of oh uh, then yeah we're definitely going with okay ghosts. and tad what you got uh, okay so i'm gonna go actually i'm gonna go with the tomb as well because I, feel, I, I you mean you're like, gonna go with the ghost as well? <laughs> no, the tomb. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you're going go with the, the tomb. The tomb, actually, because with the, okay. with the, I feel like I've heard so many good ghost stories. Some that have been yeah. like, I guess, let's say for example, like I believe actually, and they sound good, and the ones that are complete bullshit also sound good. So it's kind of hard <laughs> to prove to somebody that like, okay, this is not true because what? Like, what's it's just based off who you believe, right? But with uh, discovering a tomb, the, the the amount of like, I guess detail you would have to go into it i think is more believable it could be hard to make up it'd be like if i if i gave you an in-depth explanation of how i flew to egypt and went on this like expedition into the middle of the desert all the detail out there i'm just the greatest liar of all time to come mm-hmm. up with all that or it happened versus yeah. a ghost i can i can make up any good ghost story right now i can be like i'm walking right. down the street and I saw mm-hmm. then all of a sudden i saw like a little shadow across the street like how can you tell me i'm lying you know right because they all sound pretty similar in fashion. Like, I've never heard a ghost story that is 
been told i'm like yep that 100 is a lie bro like right. the way you told that lie or 100 true just based off the person so the two one it just seems like you would have to be a very good liar to yeah. come up with that for it not to be true okay so it would be harder to convince them then that you've actually seen a ghost yeah, it'd be harder to convince them. Yeah, so harder to convince them that you've seen the ghost. Okay, so I think this is. I think it's going to be a clean sweep because yeah, June had some great points and Tad had some great points about uh, you know the likelihood of possibly ending up with with a scar or the possibility of of lying your way out of that. Uh, you'd have to do a lot of research to convince mm-hmm. someone that you'd been in an Egyptian tomb without being in one, and then it's still going to come off probably fake. And I'm wondering if, if even an Egyptian tomb, most of the times they make them look great in the movies, but I'm sure they're just using like little bitty flashlights and they're kind of moving around. So it's probably not as exciting as it seems like, like most things in the movies, but yeah, ghost story as much as, as much as I hear good ghost stories all the time. And I used to watch some of those ghost encounters. I'm never, I'm just never convinced. I went on a ghost walk uh, in my hometown here outside of Nashville and they tried to talk it all up. It's like, oh, a ghost appear here and ghost appear here. It's like, has anyone has anyone ever seen one? And like, yeah, we've got pictures. It's like, well, why don't you share those pictures? You're just. It seems like everybody wants to have you believe, and maybe it's because they can sell a movie or sell a ghost tour. But at the end of the day, in like you said, a shadow that's a ghost. Uh, anything's a ghost. It could be just mm-hmm. a misdeveloped film. It could be a reflection in a mirror that somebody sees from a. So yeah, a ghost story, there's there's too many elements to it that could be fake. There's no lying when it comes to an Egyptian tomb, in my opinion. So yeah, with that said, it sounds like the harder thing to convince a loved one that you experience without an actual proof would be a ghost story. We're actually experiencing a ghost. So I guess mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much going to wrap it up. So yeah, experiencing a ghost wins our experiences bracket. I had no idea how that was going to turn out. So I, I'm not even sure I thought that one's going to get past the first round, but here we are at this there point. Go. So awesome. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this, guys. This is, yeah, especially with this one, I know it, uh, at times the questions were a little awkward, and uh, I appreciate you guys leaning into them, but this was, it, it's a lot easier sometimes when we have objects and subjects. But yeah, these mm-hmm. are a little more cerebral and, and it gets you thinking a little bit. So, oh, definitely. So yeah, yeah. And, and I knew you guys would be up for the challenge, and, and I was I'm not disappointed. Good, good. Yeah, I loved loved having you guys on. This has been a whole lot of fun. So I'm going to close out. But before I do, I'm going to let you guys uh, introduce yourselves if you want. Uh, Pimp your podcast one more time and pimp your giveaway if you want. Cool, cool. Um, Yes, like I said, you know, we're um, Puzzled Mind Podcast. Um, You know, you can find us on Instagram at Puzzled Minds Podcast. Our Twitter is Puzzled Puzzled Minds Pod. And um, our email is puzzledmindspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, where we do encourage everyone to submit a topic that you want us to talk about. Um, we still haven't received one yet, unfortunately, but you know, we're, we're still are waiting for that, that one, one listener that will give us that one, uh, one topic. And yeah, like, like I said before the, we'll have a announcement tomorrow, the 12th and you know, we'll be giving away stickers and a, and a t-shirt and that'll go on for a week. So what is today? Today's Thursday. Or Wednesday? I don't know what today is. It is Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. Oh, no, it's Tuesday. Oh. Shit. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, wait, did we actually time travel? Damn. <laughs> wait, is it really it Tuesday? Is Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Damn, it is Tuesday. Oh, wow. You threw me for a loop when you okay. said Thursday, and I was like, it's not Thursday. And then you're like, Wednesday. I was like, sure, it's Wednesday. And then I was like, no. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So I guess, yeah, we will announce it on the 12th. So that means your listeners will have two days to get in. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Definitely. Um, yeah, well, thank you. You know, like I said, um, if you ever want to do this again, oh, yeah, for, you know, I would love to do this because these are the stuff I, I think that it kind of coincides with like our, you know, 2 a.m. thoughts that we think about, like just random ass shit like this. And then, <laughs> I don't know, for me at least, this is probably one of the, the funnest ones that we've ever done. Good, good. Did you have a good time, Ted? Oh, yeah, dude. This is actually the most fun I've had on a guesting on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a lot of fun having you on. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's been an objective of mine to have you guys on and, and uh, you have not disappointed. So thank you. And uh, as our listeners will probably not hear about this until hand, but I will make sure and get these guys posted out on there and get their promo out. So hopefully you guys can win some stuff and, and start checking out their podcast as well, because it's a good one. And with that said, if you want to leave me a note, uh, you can do that at Whack Bracket on almost every social media on the Facebooks. I don't go there very often, but you can do that on the Twitters and the Instagrams. I'm on both of those a little more often. If you want to send me an email, it's Mike at WackBrackets.com. And as well as if you guys want to send any kind of thing you want to discuss, actually send me a voicemail and just kind of like attach it to a private Instagram message or send me an email and I will try to get your question on. Or if you want me to do some kind of whack bracket i'll do it maybe as a live feed or maybe on the actual podcast either way uh, i do appreciate everybody and i really do appreciate having june and tad on and with that said i'm gonna check out and i'll let you guys carry us out see you guys later all right man everyone have a good night and stay puzzled yeah take it easy judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.